Early Risers is supported by Health Partners and Park Nicollet. From rashes, fevers, shots, and all other things that make you worry a lot, Health Partners has pediatric care for your kids. Visit healthpartners.com slash schedule. From Little Moments Count and Minnesota Public Radio, this is Early Risers, waking up to racial equity in early childhood. I'm your host, Diane Halsey. This podcast is about how to talk with very young children about race and racism and how to celebrate cultural differences. It's incredible to me that I've been hosting Early Risers for almost two years. I have really been enjoying this journey. I've gained so much insight from talking to experts about how children learn about race and racism and what we can do as parents and caregivers to lean into conversations that make us uncomfortable. Ever since I started the podcast, I've heard from listeners that you value the tips and tools we share on Early Risers, including actual language you can use to start these conversations. I've also heard that some of you worry you might mess up or make a mistake. These can be difficult conversations. If you have questions or feel uncertain, you are not alone. My kid disarmed me when he engaged in the first conversation about race, and I was literally silenced. The first thing I feel like I have to be honest about when asked, how do I talk to my kids about race, is that I don't know how. When my son questions me about like color and race and differences, I really, as a mother, like I question myself. So I love stories, and I love hearing other people's stories. That's actually one of my favorite parts of hosting this podcast. So a few months ago, I started reaching out to parents of young children around the state of Minnesota, where I live. I wanted to know how people were navigating these conversations and what they actually sound like, say, in the car driving home after preschool or before bedtime. I also wanted to hear people's questions and talk about their struggles. So on this season of Early Risers, we're going to be sharing some of the stories I've been hearing from Minnesota parents. Maybe you'll hear yourself reflected in these stories, or maybe the stories will be a window into someone else's experience that's unfamiliar to you. Hosting Early Risers has taught me that everyone has a story to tell about race and racism, and that as much as we avoid talking about these things, because they can be painful or uncomfortable, what I've found is that people are looking for a safe space to have these conversations. And I hope this podcast can be that safe space for you. In this episode, we're going to hear from a young parent named Acacia Ward. Acacia lives in Rochester, Minnesota, where she's a single mom of three. When we spoke in the summer of 2022, Acacia was 26 years old and her children, a boy and two girls were five, three, and ten months. Acacia identifies as black and biracial. Her father is African American and her mother is white. We started our conversation by talking about Acacia's early experiences around race growing up in Rochester. My first ever experience with race was, I think, my very first day on the kindergarten bus going home. A Fifth grader was calling me, the so he's calling me the N word, and 
I didn't know what it meant at the time. And I got in trouble because I told him, like, if you don't stop calling me that, I'm going to hurt you. So that was my first encounter with race. And then after that, my mom got called, you know, and then we talked about it. So and you were how old again? I was in kindergarten. So probably about five or six. Yeah. Throughout my life, my mom made sure I was very aware and conscious about being different and she welcomed it. And so I think she handled it appropriately. I don't know. I was so little. The school definitely didn't handle it appropriately. But my mom has always encouraged me and just loved me for who I was, right? So I think she handled it well. Or I wouldn't be as strong as I am today. So, (laughs) yeah. And so fast forward, you're now a mother. Yes. You have three. And your oldest is, remind me. Five, yeah. Now five. Now the age that you were Mm -hmm. when that incident happened. So how do you talk to your children about race and racism and how do, how do your children identify racially um as far as how they identify i am not sure um my son i try to tell him like we're black and he's like but i'm brown so we have that conversation often about like being african american and that sometimes that is called being black mm-hmm. and so we talk about that a little bit now with me and him, my younger one, the baby, obviously we don't talk. (laughs) And, um, my three-year-old, she talks about like her friends sometimes being white and black. A lot of the times it's like, my friend, this is this color. My friend, this is this color. And then we talk about how everyone's different and that's okay. And we can all be friends and we can all get along and, you know, we're not going to let our colors affect our friendships or our races affect who we hang out with and how we act towards people. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, I understand that you talked to my producer a little bit about your son mm-hmm. and your son is the one that's five. Yes. And that he has already been asking questions about the color of his skin compared to the color of your skin. Can you tell me a little bit about what that conversation sounds like? Usually it's pretty random. I I tell him he has like beautiful skin and he'll be like, um, it's brown and, but you're white. And he'll always question like, well, why are you white? But I'm brown. Mm. So his father is Sudanese. So he has very dark skin. And Mm -hmm. I have to explain to him, like, your skin is a mixture of mommy's skin and daddy's skin. And Mm -hmm. they mix together and they came out with what your skin looks like. Mommy's whiter because my skin is a mixture of my mom, who's more white than me, and my dad, who's not as dark as your dad. So I kind of like, I try to explain it like with paints, like why we're the colors we are. Like if I mix this paint and this paint, I could get this color or I can get this color. Yeah. Like it's a range. So I kind of do that. He questions me about colors a lot. So, but that's kind of how that goes. <laughs> well, it's, um, I think it's very developmentally, you know, on point because at that age, you know, that's something that they're noticing and they're, you know, they know all their c- colors, of course, at that point, And they're noticing that familial connection, you know, mm-hmm. and so that's, 
partly he's recognizing his likeness and his difference from you, his mother. But also there's the categorization that's happening with young children. And so he's trying to categorize and and all of that is is happening too. But I'd just be interested to know, like as a mother though, when he asked that question, like what is going through your mind when he's asking that? When my son questions me about like color and race and differences, I really, as a mother, like I question myself. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to guide him wrong. Mm -hmm. Because young kids take words and they mix them up to whatever they want to have a perception of, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say the wrong thing that will make him spin it into what he, you know, like, I don't know if that makes sense. So if I say it this way, will he take it how I mean it? Or will he take it and interpret it in another way? (laughs) I question myself when I'm about to respond to him because I don't want to say the wrong thing. No, I hear exactly what you're saying. And I think part of it is, I would think too, for a child of color, when you're raising a child of color, you don't want their experience to be a negative one. Exactly. And so, you know, he's asking these questions about... um, skin color, which is perfectly natural, but you don't want him to feel like there is something wrong with his skin color Mm -hmm. because there's not, but he's noticing something. And at some point in time, he's out in the world and you don't want somebody else to communicate something to him about his skin color. Mm -hmm. That's negative either. Exactly. And then for him to internalize that. Exactly. I'm Diane Halsey, and you're listening to Early Risers, waking up to racial equity in early childhood. In this episode, I've been talking with Acacia Ward. She's a single parent to three young children in Rochester, Minnesota. As a mother, Acacia admits that she sometimes worries about saying the wrong thing to her children when they ask her questions about race. She doesn't want to shape their perceptions in a negative way. This is a concern I hear from a lot of parents. That's why I'm grateful to be having this conversation with Acacia and to hear how she's worked through some of these worries. Let's get back to Acacia and this important conversation. We had an incident, like, it was two days ago, actually, where we were at a restaurant and we're sitting there by the host stand and we're waiting and waiting. And it's just me and my three kids and... They saw us from across the restaurant, the girl at the bar saw us, and they didn't acknowledge us at all. And these two older white women walked in, like there was two doors and they walked in from the other door and walked right in next, Mm -hmm. right next to the bar. And immediately the lady at the bar, she was like, oh, um, we'll get you seated in a little bit. We're a little bit behind just a second. And the guy who saw us from across the restaurant walked up to them and was like, oh, would you like to sit inside or outside? It was, yeah, I, I... it was not an experience I wanted to deal with. So I immediately, I grabbed my kids and I turned around and he was like, what are you doing? And mom, I want to go here. I want to eat here. And I was like, you know, we were just ignored and I'm not really sure why, but we're not going to let people ignore us just because we might look different. I don't know if that's why it happened, but we're not going to let people ignore us and acknowledge others when 
we could just go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. And that was mm-hmm. two days ago. And that really has my head spinning. Like, did I do the right thing? Did I say the right thing? Mm-hmm. And what can I do to make it better next time? I guess. Yeah. If you had to say, as a single mom raising your your three babies, what is your biggest like question about race that you might have? Because I see, I, I hear you saying, I'm wondering if I'm doing it right. I don't want to do the wrong thing. What would be your biggest question about that? How do I empower my children to love their skin, love who they are, and but also not belittle other people for who they are? Right. Like you're black, you're beautiful, you're strong, but everyone else is also beautiful. But how do I do that appropriately for the younger age? That's my biggest question. Yeah. So you're you're basically asking about how do you instill a sense of pride in your children about who they are, but doing it in a way that doesn't put anybody else down. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's an excellent, excellent question excellent question. Um, And I think you're doing the right things because first of all, the very most important thing I think is the fact that you're talking to your children about this. And that's the the most important thing because you are, you've, you've opened up a conversation. So you want to open up this conversation that lasts a lifetime so that your children are able to come to you whenever they want to, to talk about these things. Um, And the other thing about, you know, raising a child of color is I always say, you know, having been not only raised in Minnesota myself, but also raised my children here, they have to have a strong sense of who they are, like a strong ego strength, because it's not really a if, it's a when. They'll they'll Mm -hmm. come a time, like the instance that just happened a couple days ago, there'll there'll be a time when they will have to come against um, a situation or a person that doesn't see them for who they are that is telling Mm -hmm. them something about themselves that is untrue. And so I think Mm -hmm. by you telling your children, yeah, I know your son wanted to eat there, but it's more important that we're respected in in all environments um, is very important so that he knows that you are worthy of respect. You're worthy of being Mm -hmm. respected in wherever you go. So, and that's part, that's all part of it. You know, there's nothing wrong with your skin, there's beautiful things about your skin. And there's lots of like even great fun resources, like books and uh, stories and videos about, you know, the, the beauty of different colors and, of, and hues of skin tones and hair textures, you know, that you can use with your children. But what's really important is that they have a space to, to talk about it. And that's you. Right. I mean, there'll be other places, but you are, you're a great starting place. As Acacia mentioned, her son's father is Sudanese. I asked Acacia how she and her son's father are helping her son to understand and appreciate his cultural identity. My son's father, he's in Sudan right now. So they talk on the phone and they talk like video face on Facebook. And every time they talk, he, my son's name is Chor and his dad's name is Chor and it's passed down. And he's always like, your name is Chor. Do you know what that means? It's a very strong name. You're Sudanese. Like he tells him every time they talk almost like love who you are, like know your culture, know your background. And 
that's something that I feel I can learn about and I, I have learned about, but I can't teach him that because I, I haven't lived through it and I'm not Sudanese myself. So I can guide him, but I don't think I can appropriately teach him what that means. So I really appreciate his father for being able to do that. Yeah, But it's really cool to just see him like when he talks about it, his face lights up and gets a big old smile. So it's great. <laughs> um, is there any like final thing that you'd like to say or share with us today? I just really appreciate what you guys are doing. There's not that much education for parents out there as far as like ways to work with kids around this topic of race and diversity. And I just really appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you. I really do. Thank you. Yeah. So thank Thank you guys. Well, it's been great talking with you. Uh, You have just a really uh, nice spirit about you. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming on. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. My conversation with Acacia Ward is a reminder that talking about race with young children is complicated. It's a sensitive topic, and as parents, we have to navigate it carefully. This means approaching the conversation with empathy and understanding. Throughout our interview, Acacia emphasized the importance of using age-appropriate language and also providing clear explanations that young children can understand. By acknowledging and validating her son's questions and observations, she is creating a safe space for him to express his thoughts and feelings. So many parents I've talked to this season have shared that they feel like they don't know how to have these conversations, and they worry that they're doing it wrong. Listening to Acacia, I'm reminded that a lot of parents feel this way. But to me, Acacia's story is powerful because she didn't allow the worries to immobilize her from talking to her children. I appreciate Acacia's honesty and for sharing with us about her struggles. Early Risers is hosted by me, Diane Halsey. Our executive producer is Andrea Bork. Our senior producer is Nancy Rosenbaum. Our producer is Twyla Dane. Katie DeSell is our social media manager. Kaviesh Kavaraj composed our theme song, I Still Remember. As always, a special thanks to the whole team at Little Moments Count and Minnesota Public Radio. Thank you for listening. You can keep up with us on social media. We're at Podcast Early on Instagram and Facebook. Now is also a good time to go back and listen to our archive of past episodes and check out our discussion guides. Look for links at npr.org backslash early risers. And for more tips and resources on how to talk with young children about race and racism, visit littlemomentscount.org.